I'm Jacob Dahlin with uh, Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast, and uh, with us today is Mons Carlson with Hockeysverige.se, or in uh, in in the international language HockeySweden.se or 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 uh, Hockeysverige. This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at Scandlux.com. Oh, we're just going with Hockey Sverige. Uh, yeah. I think our our most international in the in the company is uh, Iper Rinkside and Elite Prospects. They they take all the uh, international uh, international uh, audio audience. Yeah. Well, welcome. Uh, what I thought we'd do, I I want to take the opportunity to learn a little bit more about uh, Hockey Sverige as an organization, how it's tied in with. Elite prospects. We will have Peter on. Of course, he's here in Tampa a little bit later when he's he's in the middle of doing camps right now in Tampa. Yeah. So so we have him on uh, on standby. But then I thought we could talk about since this is really a podcast about you know we put in the tagline uh, by a Swede about junior hockey uh, in Sweden for the North American market, both here in the U.S. and in Canada. And uh, I was uh, I was referred to you by Ronny Rönnqvist from from Lexand, of course. Yeah. Uh, everything will in this podcast will have some type of connection to Lexand. <laughs> yeah, but, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we start? Tell us a little bit about Mons Carlson first, and your role there at Hockey and then we can we can talk about. Um, the organization, the publications, and and the outlets that you you guys reach because it's been a powerhouse in 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 hockey in 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 Sweden. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm Mons Carlson. I'm the editor in chief at Hockeysverige.se since uh, September October uh, 2021. Uh, I replaced Uffe Budin, who has been uh, the editor in chief for a decade, and probably together with Peter Sim, the two main men that have made Hockey that powerhouse that, that we are. Uh, I've started to, to write for Hockey when I was at school still in 2012. So I've been there for over 10 years now. So I've been there for a really long time and worked myself up to this uh, position, I guess. Great. And now where, where are you located now? I'm located in uh, Jävle. So uh, I, I think someone said that it... Uh, was the Toronto of uh, hockey. I think maybe this is, uh, I would like to call this the hockey capital in Sweden. Maybe someone well, in Leksand or Stockholm would say otherwise, but for me, this is the hockey capital in, in Sweden. Yeah, I would say from uh, growing up in Leksand, the only good thing that came out of <laughs> was uh, Lekerol, but, but yeah. uh, it's okay. They have passionate fans. And I remember going there as a, as a kid and what struck me was how steep the bleachers were uh, compared to to Lexan. so uh... <laughs> yeah but it's it, like you said it's it's a personal passionate fans we have a lot of good players coming up from from Yavla in NHL right now I think uh, maybe uh, I don't know how many it could be but it's a lot a lot a lot, a lot. and uh, some of the biggest stars of course Nicholas Backstrom and Elias Lindholm is the most prominent players right now but if you look back a little bit maybe you can take some Thomas Sandström and that kind of legends as well. And uh, of course, Jacob Markstrom, of course, is up there with, as one of the biggest stars right now too. Yeah. And for, for, for those who don't know, Jävle is the town. Brynäs 
is the uh, is the team, and um, and of course they are one of the twenty some schools or hockey academies that has an NIU junior junior affiliation with the with the the school um, and produces. That's kind of how how it how it goes, and it'd be cool to kind of talk about that as well. But so let's talk about. Hokkisveria as an organization and the affiliation with elite prospects. Very few people in North America knows anything about Hokkisveria, mm. but almost I can almost guarantee the majority of of players, coaches, scouts, general managers over here are very very familiar with elite prospects and yeah. and um, uh, and use it on a perhaps a daily basis. Um, yeah. I have I have it up here right now on my <laughs> on my other computer because I, I figure we would be talking about some 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 players spe- specifically. Yeah, yeah. Both Hokusari and the uh, Lead Prospects is um, in the same company called Every Sport Group. We also have uh, sites in uh, football, European football, not American football, uh, soccer, as you say in in the US, uh, floorball, um, paddle. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's those uh, sites we have. So, but it, it, obviously, Elite Prospects is our international, big international site. Hockey is um, the leading news site for hockey fans in Sweden. I would say we are, uh, we have the most readers. We we are. I would say we are the broadest site. We write from everything from the juniors. We write a lot about the women's top division, and of course the SHL and Hockey Allsvenskan and Hockeyettan. Uh, and uh, three kronor and every team uh, counted to these uh, international teams. So um, we are basically two parts in the same company and we work together a bit. Uh, some writers have written for both Iperink side and Hockey And of course we, we link to the players in the, in the articles. We link to elite prospects because uh, like, like you said, most people use it on a daily basis. I, I wouldn't be able to work without elite prospects to, to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have to say, and I have to put a plug in for you guys and the quality of and the variety of um, of the articles that are published. Um, of course, I follow Ronnie and everything that he puts out. Yeah. It's, it's top notch and it's interesting. It's not super long and it's relevant and it's yeah. and it comes out very frequent, uh, yeah. which is what's you know, it's always something that comes up and, and um, um, sometimes just player profiles with 15 questions and, you, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's really good stuff. So for you that don't, uh, you know, follow Hockey Svaria, uh, I think is a, is a great way. What, what are the different um, ways that you publish um, and, and, you know, and where do you find the biggest reach? I would say our main Audience comes from uh, putting out the, the articles on Facebook. That's the that's our main uh, social media we work with. Uh, every every article we write comes up on hokusvalley.se. That's our everything we we write come up there, and then you can find it on Twitter and Instagram or, or Facebook. Uh, most of it, as well. Um, and as you said, we are of course the biggest in Sweden because we write everything in Swedish. But I would say that it's mo- most of the articles are are feeding for North American readers as well as at least those those who write about um yeah ronnie was uh, in lexan and met up with isaac rosean and nils oman yep. and every guy that that signed initial contract this summer 
So we, we do a lot of, of things as I would say is interesting for the North American readers as well. You just have to use Google Translate or whatever to, to uh, understand it. But I, I think it will have potential to reach outside of Sweden as well, even though that's where you, of course, that's where we have our, our main audience. Yeah. So, um, and are you guys uh, also tied in with major newspapers like Aftonbladet and, and Expressen, or are they, are you directly competing with, with their sports, um, sports teams? I mean, not teams, yeah. but their, their desks. Yeah, I would say we, we try to compete with them. Of course, it's, it's tough. They have resources that we don't have, and they have um, sources, there's journalists that we don't have either. So it's tough to compete with them in, in the news way, but I think we can compete with them and do better things do with, with interviews and go, go deep down and, and dig deep to find these this, um, things that you don't read in, in the afternoon or express and or maybe in, even in the newspapers in in the local newspapers as well so i would i would like to say that we compete with them but it may yep. be in a different in different categories but we're not yep. affiliated with that, those in any way to we, we try to to compete with them and and do the things that they don't do maybe yeah no i think that it's um uh, i think you compete very well uh, quite <laughs> so and uh, and uh so what was first uh what was the origin of hockey Sveria? Was it and and how did elite prospects come about? Well, I, I'm not sure about the, totally about the background, but I know that when uh, Uffe Bodin and Peter Siebner came in, everything changed a bit. So I guess that was kind of when we tried to to work more with elite prospects as well. And Johan Nilsson, who is the founder there, still works there and works in the company. Uh, to this date as well so i think they've been very close for yeah it must be over a decade at least i yeah. think holkesvari and elite prospects has um, come across and worked together in different ways okay great so and of course your your uh, your audience will now be be broadened so much more by being part of the swedish junior hockey podcast um so the reason why we started this here is um <laughs> You know, I grew up in 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 Sweden, and and then, but I moved here in 1993, and and have been involved in youth hockey primarily here, and and now starting getting involved more in the junior hockey, and and so many people are asking, and the knowledge of the Swedish junior hockey system and the and is 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 not very deep, and nobody that there there was a gap, and the reason for starting this was really just to talk about it. Uh, for those who want to learn about and get educated and find interesting people that have different perspectives. Um, so, uh, so we will go and span a very broad, um, a broad spectrum of different, um, different people to talk to. And, and hopefully through that, people will then get a better understanding of how it works, who are the people, what are the paths, and both from North America going to Sweden and then from Sweden going to North America, because I think that there's uh, a lot more cross-pollination uh, potential yeah. post-COVID now um, in, in the future. So um, originally when we were connecting, uh, your comment was, I hope you're not going to ask me too much about the, the, the specifics of the junior leagues and the different 
people that are in the juniors. So we'll stay out of that. Yeah, so great. <laughs> what I thought we'd move into is let's talk about the uh, the teams that are doing a great job in developing uh, from the junior ranks into the SHL or or perhaps Alsvenskan. Uh, and, and, and what are the common paths? And then we can wrap it up a little bit with, with the discussion here because it's coming up, the NHL draft. And, okay. and just you mentioned uh, Roussian and, and Oman that came from Lexand. I believe they're losing four, four juniors, maybe five, um, from, from this past season. Um, but let's talk about wh- wh- which teams do you see, if we start from the team perspective, that year after year does a great job producing talent? I think different team has had different eras. I, in one time, it was Brynäs from, from Gävle that produced NHL stars of NHL stars from every year. Um, but then it was the time when Koleftio came up and, and had when they won the two um, championship gold medals in a row, they had maybe half of the team was from, from the, their own junior um, works from, from a long way back. So I think they were kind of the team that everyone looked up to and, and tried to find out what they did. Um, and then was a kind of a more of an era when Frölunda maybe was the team that everyone watched. What are they doing? How come everyone de- develops as good as they do as soon as they come to Frölunda? But now I think the, the newest team is uh, Rögle. Uh, I think um, they have five players now in the Swedish World Junior squad, and they could have had easily at least one more, I would say, and wouldn't be shocked if Oliver Ternström would be a part of the team as well, but he wasn't selected. Um, and they maybe they work in a kind of different way because it's not everyone that is from Engelholm, their, their hometown. They kind of sign players from other teams because everyone now wants to play in regular because you can see how, how great everyone is, is developing there. You can just look, watch Moritz Seider who came there a couple of years ago and you can just see from the first game to the last game the improvement from every game to every game and at, at the end of the season he was the best player in the league from being kind of a nervous rookie the first couple of games. Yeah. So I think they are the team that everyone is watching now and they continue to sign other good players from other teams, Daniel Jungman and Theodor Niederbach, who haven't maybe made a step in other team. They come to Rögle and try to develop there. So they're trying to find an, maybe a new way to work as a, as a team and, and develop young players and juniors. And so far, so good, I would say. So uh, let's peel that onion a little bit. So is that, do you think it's coming because they do a great job recruiting all the way from, uh, from, uh, you know, age 15 into hockey gymnasium there, or, or are they recruiting post U18 or J18 juniors and, 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 and getting that kind of the second wave uh, recruitment or is it both? I think it's too early to kind of just point out this is just how they do because they are kind of new to work this way and be that kind of attractive club that everyone wants to play for. But it's more the, the second alternative. I would say they, they're, they're more signing the second wave uh, and, and maybe gets the best out of every player. They get the two three really good years from every player and then they go away. Uh, and I think you can see that on Oliver Ternström, as I mentioned before, he signed, I think it was a year or two ago, and he he wasn't that known of player at first, but continues to improve. And at the playoffs, he was one of the 12 forwards in every game. It was terrific. 
So you can just see how, how well it works every single year. And that maybe that will mean that in the future they can sign the best players even at 15 or 16 as well. But I think now it's more they get maybe 18 and have them for two or three years and then try to do the same with a new wave. Yeah. So uh, what about Fariestad that just won yeah. the NHL? Um, of course, they recruited some some top-end talent, but they've also been known for... I know that they had some some ups and downs and lots yeah. of turnover with coaches and general managers, and, and but all of a sudden they got up there and, 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 you know, competed every year and then they made it all the way. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's, it's funny about Faristo because they have had a lot of criticism for how they are um, behaving towards their, the junior teams. You know, say, I think they have, they, I don't know how to express it, but they, they don't have that high status that they had used to have from the junior teams. So it's impressing that they at least get one or two every year that comes up and play in the in the senior team. You can have other few ones on you can mention, of course. Uh, you will Nyström, um, those kind of guys. Carl Jakobsson before them, Oscar Lavner, uh, Lucas Fischel. So they have good players, but their junior working problem as um, program isn't working that well that maybe you would think if you just look from the outside. So they are trying now to to kind of like regroup and get that status that I used to have and, and get better players and have better junior teams because they have kind of, a, I think they have been lacking a bit in, I don't know, they, I think they have worked the same way as they always have and not kind of like follow the stream and just see how everyone else is working. Like Reglo is the most, most um, outstanding example right now. So yeah. they have some, they have some work, work to do, but at least they're working as well as they can get up a couple of players for, for every uh, year. Yeah. And I think the example um, that, that I think of is, is always been Frölunda, who's been yeah. recruiting really, really well all the way from the, 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 the southwestern part of Sweden. And the best of the best want to go to Frölunda. And certainly, Johan Lundqvist and, and, um, and, and um, um, people that have stayed there yeah. have provided that stability. Um, that that makes it um guys like Rasmus Dalin that that you know mm. came from originally from lead shipping and then came up early and they haven't been afraid of uh giving young guys a chance either do you do you think that that is is there still a a um differences in philosophies from the head coaches in the SHL to you know, no, I don't want to give a a, a a young guy that chance. Yeah, I would is that, say is so. that more of a trait with Ronnie Runquist that um, to to bring those guys up. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, not Ronnie Runquist. Um, um, uh, Roger Runbury. Roger Runbury. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ronnie. Ronnie's on my mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would be fun to see him coach uh, for 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 a year and see how it goes. He would do fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> No, but it's it's kind of interesting because I've always liked Roger Rambari. I think he's probably the best coach uh, in SHL. At least now that Sam Hallam is gone, I would I would rank him the highest. But in the last couple of years, I've seen him I've seen him in a pretty different mood than before because you, he used to be that guy that brings up every player and everyone is they know exactly how they how they should play because they're so well. Um, 
schooled in the junior system. Yeah. But the last couple of years, I've seen that Lucas Raymond hasn't gotten that big, big part in the team that I would like to see. This year, sure, Elmer Söderlund scored 20 goals, but he played very, very little in, in, uh, in uh, equal strength. I, I, would, I would hope him to be that kind of guy to still lead away and give them players the chance to, to play 15 to 18 minutes every night um, and be that kind of guy. Because now he's more to the guy that plays this old veterans, Niklas Lohs and Joel Lundqvist. They get the ice time I would like to see uh, Lucas Raymond and Elmer Söderlund and those kind of guys have. Because he used to be better, I think, to, to play those young guys. Yeah. Um, and what about... So, um, of course, we have to talk a little bit about Lexand. I, I, yeah. I think that they've, always, they've also been this team of very, very solid juniors, especially with, with uh, Carlberg being the coach for the, yeah. for the J20 team that unfortunately got robbed of of the national championship that was in their hand and then yeah. covid covid came in um and and i think that and with the ups and downs that they've had as an organization uh not sure if it was back that runa Mosses brought Shuma in in, yeah. in into the organization or who brought him there but he has really been the guy that provided that calm and that thin red line all the way from from hockey from youth hockey really all the yeah. way into juniors and then you know we want to kind of have the same philosophy and same mentality and he's brought in people and yeah. put them in the right positions and and backfield uh yeah position. i think it's what's funny about lexan is they this is probably the first time that they actually can use those kind of guys because otherwise when they are in Hockey Allsvenskan, when they are 18, 19, maybe they want to move, they go to, to the States or go to Frölunda and those kind of teams. We saw Emil Bemström who went to Djurgården. They, yep. they haven't really gotten the chance to use them for, for real, but now they have done. Uh, since they are in, in the SHL, they've been there for it, four or five years now and then kind of like establish themselves as a, as a good team, a team to count on. And I think that's been really important. And that's, of course, is Shoumet Thomas, who wants on the general manager, is the, the main guy in all of that, of course. Uh, and I think that's just going to make Lexan better, even though it's tough now. They're losing five or six guys to, to, to NHL next season, of course, but they just have to continue to work like this. And then, then we'll see, then we'll get the results. I, I'm sure they will get the results in the future. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. And that goes all the way back to Jon Erik Mudig, who's the 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 head of the of the youth program. And then you have Jesper Ullas has yeah. been kind of the junior who came from you know from those ranks and and is 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 the head of the junior program. And now Matthias Rittola is uh, who's had lots of injuries, but you know I saw that he that he is. I think I read it in Hokusveria. Uh, that he is now stepping into that that role and being kind of the one B with with Jesper Ullas, more mm -hmm. of a, uh, and I think that the, 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 they're bringing these guys in from SHL that have the leadership abilities and they're bringing them in as skills coaches and then they became they become more and more of a of a, uh, a, a taking more responsibilities within the mm -hmm. junior programs and all of a sudden I thought that uh, when Carl Berry 
moved up in into the assistant coach role for the SHL team, that was going to create this big void. And all of a sudden it's, they've done fine, you know? Yeah. So yeah. It's going to be interesting to follow them as well to see if they are continuing to, to, uh, uh, to develop, um, those programs and and certainly they are relying on the central sweden competing with vesteros mura fariestad um who else in kind of that central area Um, maybe brinas orebro yeah those those teams for the for that central sweden talent um it's hard to, you know, Björklöv and I, I was talking to Erik Wikström um, the other day and, and I didn't know that Thomas Sandström was in charge of the hockey gymnasium up in, in Umeå and Björklöv and that, that they're having a resurgency and, and uh, uh, up there as well and competing yeah. with Luleå and, 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 and Skellefteå. So it's really interesting to see how, how all that funnels in. Um, where do you see the ne- next trend before we go into the NHL draft here a little bit and wrapping it up, but where do you, do you, do you see the, the trend changing anymore? Uh, or. Uh... I, I think it's I, maybe it's the trend has, has already started, but I think we have to get used to seeing Rögle, Örebro, Linköping, those kind of teams be more aggressive on younger players, even younger players trying to sign them when they are, 15 or 16, get them all the way from the hockey gymnasium, all the way up to, to the top team. I would say that that's the trend. I think those old, bigger clubs like Brynäs, Färjestad, Frölunda, they have to really work for it. They, they've always, I don't know, lived on their, their, their past. Then it's not going to work anymore. So that's, I think it's the trend that we're going to be stuck with for a couple of years now, that those kind of newer teams are going to be more aggressive to sign the better players. And what, what the is it they're will... doing? What is it they're, they're doing that are attracting them other than playing time? I'm not so sure, actually. I think just if you look at, at the Rögle, I think it's easy to say, okay, look at this, this guy. Look how he has developed since the summer. Look at Adam Edström. He's an NHL player now. Look at Anton Bengtsson. He came here when he was 25 and was like a fourth, fourth line grinder. Now he's on the, on the step of being an NHL player. Look at Oliver Tanström. Look at what he's done. Look at Linus Kurin. You can just point at every player and see how they, they have done. I think at Lean Shopping is, is struggling with the fact that n- not so many of their top talents have become stars in, in the SHL yet. They are still maybe fourth centers and then they are loaned out to Hockal Svenskan and those kind of things. So they, I think that's the most important thing. You can just look at these kind of guys and say, Oh, he's he's playing in SHL now. He's becoming an NHL player here. I think that's what you need to do to motivate players these days to come to a team. I think it maybe was different before. Then it was cool to play for Brynäs or Djurgården or Leksand. That's not working anymore. So I think that's the new trend and we're going to be stuck with it for, for a bit. Great, great. All right, NHL draft coming up. Yeah. Um, so junior, uh, the junior drafts have already been done here in 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 the U.S. for the for the uh, for the junior leagues like the USHL and the, and the North American hockey league. Uh, and now they're moving into having their main camps and, and, and whittling down their rosters for, for, you know, they're in the off season preparing and everybody's um, 
jockeying for position to get on these teams. Um, but then everybody's also, and of course we're um, game four is, is tonight between uh, Tampa Bay and, and, and um, Colorado. And uh, so that's still going on. So there's always hockey going on, (laughs) but I I think the next big thing that everybody's waiting for is going to be the, the NHL draft. Who are, so how up, how, how much are, are you guys talking about the NHL draft? I know elite prospects just came out what last week with the 2022 draft uh, guide. I think it's, uh, I would say that it's, at Hockey Sverige, I think it's one of the main events of the year. I think it's up there with the World Juniors uh, and, of course, the playoffs in, in Sweden. I would say that it's kind of equal to that. We are putting out uh, material on the site. We have done it for a week already and with different rankings and uh, interviews and uh, going throwback and talk with scouts how they drafted Eric Carlson and those kind of st- stuff. They, I think it's... the, the um, I think it's become more and more interesting for people in Sweden as well to follow the draft. Uh, and it's televised since five or six years back in time as well. So the, I think it's, uh, it's up there for, for us. It's one of the main events of the year. Yeah. Who are the, who, who do you think if you're, if I want to put you on the spot, do you think it's going to be the top, um, top pick for, of Swedish players? We'll, bro, we'll forget about all the other ones. We just yeah. care about Swedish players. Um, I, I would say from, from from the Swedish teams, I would say Marco Kasper is going to be picked from regular the Austrian talent. But as a Swe- from Swedish players, I would say it's I think it's going to be Jonathan Leckermacke from Eurogården when everything comes down to it. I think he has that kind of uh, goal scoring ability and the offensive skill that he's going to be be picked first. Okay. Uh, any other who who else do you think uh, people are going to be? Oh yeah, this you know. He will be up there. Um, I would. I think the most interesting guy is Mat- Matthias Havelid from Lean Shopping because I've seen him from everything from being picked in the mid mid first round to third round maybe. So I think he's he's going to be interesting to see. Uh, he's so talented and so skilled, but he's he has the size to his disadvantage, I would say, um, and that's probably what's going to cost him. Uh, and I don't think he will be chosen in the first round, but I hope he will be, and it would be fun to see him. Um, but otherwise, it's the other Djurgården talents, um, Liam Ögren, Nuostlund, Kalo Delius. I think those guys could be picked in the first round as well. What about uh, Liam Bischel? Yeah. That's uh, certainly, he, if we're talking about size, yeah. <laughs> he, he, came, he came in as a 16-year-old and, yeah. and made the SHL team right away and you know you can't teach size but and certainly he has he's he had a little bit of injuries there but um where do you where does most people pick him first round yeah i think it's gonna be a first rounder for sure um i mean a defenseman with that kind of size and he's got a skill and and the skating ability as well so i think he will be an nhl player for sure so if you're just gonna want to get a, a safe pick we just want to get an NHL player and then see how good he will be. I think he's he's a terrific choice for for any team. So I would say that he's locked in for the first round. I would be I would be surprised if he's chosen in the first round. Okay. Now, what about uh, a little bit of a of a of someone that that people may not know anything about, and that is the the half Swede 
Lucas uh, uh, Edmund. Yeah, Lucas Edmund, yeah. That is, it, a, it, that is an interesting story of how, you know, played juniors in Sweden mm. and then absolutely tore it up in the OHL um, this past year. Um, yeah. And, and uh, where, where do you – do you see him uh, – do, do, so is 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 he even on the on the radar for Swedish people? Because no, he, because he moved over. Yeah, exactly. I think he maybe I think he played for some um, for Junior Kroner in a couple of of uh, games. So he at least has played in with the Tekrunner shirt on. But no, I think he's pretty unknown. We were written a lot about him this season, of course, because he's like you said, he's just tore the league apart. And I think I saw that he was in the third all-star team of the OHL this season as well. So it's one of the top right-wingers in, in the league. But he's interesting because he is, uh, I think he's 21 at least. He's, so. an, he's an overager, so yeah. he's been passed over a lot. And uh, Exactly. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to kind of see. Certainly has the, the, the uh, I don't know if you, if, if you listen to any of the, of the interviews that he's given, very articulate and very... Um, just carry himself really, really well. And I, mm. I just think that that's going to be one of those things that hmm, the, the really smart GMs are going to be like, you know, plus he can put points on the board. I mean, yeah, he had 134 points in the <laughs> OHL this year. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Isn't he, isn't he the kind of guy that the Patrick Alvin would choose in the seventh round for Vancouver if he isn't chosen that at that time, because just, it would be easy for him. You can talk to him about Sweden and, and those kind of stuff. And he's obviously taken a chance with Nils Orban and Philip Johansson already. I think that would be a guy that he would pick in, in later rounds if he's not chosen back then. Yeah. Uh, the only thing is that his father coached at in Mura at the time when Pot yeah. was in, in Lexan, so I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a no-go zone to pick him, maybe. <laughs> no, I think that um, certainly... Um, certainly um, having the pedigree of, of coming from a hockey family also yeah. um, uh, adds to uh, add, adds to the, to, to the interest there. So great. I mean, this is going to be fun to, 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 uh, and, and what I'm hoping that we can do is do a little bit of um, we're going to steal some of the ideas from what you guys are doing. And that's really having player profiles and, mm-hmm. and uh, having, having the discussion over here and see how it goes and, and and uh, it's about getting interesting people first of all, and they bring interesting stories for sure. So. Exactly, exactly. Now I think it's it's so much fun that to talk about these kind of players and just follow them from when they were maybe going in the hockey gymnasium and, and getting picked in the NHL draft. Just follow them in the SHL and follow them in the in the NHL as well. I think that's kind of the main attractions to to be a hockey journalist and a hockey fan these days because because you can see them so younger these days you couldn't do that before now they're getting the uh, opportunity to play in SHL and at a very young age or hockey being loaned out so i think yeah. it's so much fun and it's great that you're doing this podcast to kind of like put them in on the light even more yeah so what's come what's next for for hockey Sverige? what's coming up uh, uh what what is it that you're about to hit the button on that People are going to be like, "Wow, that yeah. is awesome!" <laughs> I think it's we in the um, Friday last week we put out our big draft ranking uh, from our big uh, expert Jimmy Hamrin. Uh, he ranked the, mo- the 50 best players in Sweden 
um, from the draft here. So that's that's been our, our bigger thing in the last couple of weeks. But now, of course, the Stanley Cup finals and then the draft. And then we have the World Junior Championship in, in August. So it's, uh, like I said before, hockey is going, out, going on all year round these days. So it's great. Yeah, we will. We will uh, Peter will be on later on when he gets done with his camps. And then hopefully we can um, talk to some more people from from your organization. I, I, I'm a fan. I, uh, I promote it as much as I can and, um, and, uh, great quality, great content that is extremely, extremely relevant and, and, and current. So we appreciate it. Thank you. I do. Well, well. thanks so much for jumping on and, uh, we'll stay in touch here, uh, as we move forward. Yeah. Thanks for having me.